Preachers, the Lord is near. Hi, and welcome to this week's Encouraging Preaching Points podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hedinga. And the 2016 National Preaching Conference will be held September 8 and 9, 2016, at the South Hamilton campus of Gordon-Conwell Seminary. If you'd like more information, go to gordonconwell.edu slash preaching and mark down September 8 and 9, 2016 for our next National Preaching Conference. All right, now, in this week's Preaching Points podcast, Dr. Patricia Batten encourages preachers to be mindful of the constant presence of the Lord. Today we're looking at Philippians 4 again, still in verse 5 here, where Paul says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. When Paul makes the statement, the Lord is near, well, it's an indicative uh, in the midst of many imperatives. And I'm wondering if we know that as preachers, as we preach, that indeed the Lord is near. Now, experts and scholars, when they look at this phrase, some say, well, the Lord is near. That is really connected to what precedes it. Uh, Rejoice and let your gentleness be evident to all. Others say that this phrase, the Lord is near, this indicative, is really connected to what comes after it. The Lord is near. You don't need to be anxious about anything. But I wonder if we can really see it both ways as preachers. The Lord is near. That should make a difference in uh, how we preach. Think of it this way. I've got three little kids, and uh, we have often read the book, The Cat in the Hat. You know The Cat in the Hat, Dr. Seuss's book. Remember the mother is gone for the day and the kids are left alone in the house? We wouldn't really see that happen today. But there they are alone, and someone comes knocking on the door, and it's The Cat in the Hat. And he comes in, he comes in with thing one and thing two, and oh boy, do they cause trouble. I mean, they wreck the whole house. It is in complete and utter chaos. And then all of a sudden, the fish, who's very high strung, notices from his little bowl that mom is coming back. She is near. And all the cleaning up that has to be done. Sometimes I think of that story, and I think of myself, even as I preach. The Lord is near. He's coming back. I mean, eschatologically, the Lord is near. He's coming back. What will he find when he sees my church, your church? Will he see that we have been a church that is gentle? Will he see that I've been a preacher that has been gentle? Will he see that I've been a preacher that's been filled with joy? I mean, the Lord is near. He's coming back. What's he going to find when he comes back? A preacher who's been filled with joy and gentleness or a preacher who has lost her joy and her gentleness? The Lord is near. What will he find when he comes back? But you can look at it in another way, too. The Lord is near, meaning he's close at hand. I mean, he's with us by his spirit right now. He is very near to us. That's good as a preacher, to know that I am not in this alone, that the Lord is guiding me, my words, my study, everything. He is right there. He is near me in the pulpit. This is not something that I do on my own. The Lord is near. But think of it this way as well. 
Imagine that you have to preach uh, just this phrase that the Lord is near. How do you convey that message to people? I mean, how do you get them to really understand, really comprehend, really experience and feel this phrase, the Lord is near? I mean, you could repeat it, you could rephrase it. But sometimes the way to tell people that the Lord is near, the best way to do it is to show them. In the book, The Horse and His Boy, C.S. Lewis describes a scene in which Aslan, the great lion, is near to the boy Shasta. But Shasta does not know it. And there's a scene in The Horse and the Boy when uh, Shasta is on the horse, riding the horse, and he cannot see his hand in front of him because the fog is so thick. But all of a sudden, Shasta feels breath on him. And I mean, he is scared out of his mind. So Shasta says to this breath, I can't see you at all. C.S. Lewis says once more he felt the warm breath of the thing on his face and hand. And then that breath spoke. There it is. That is not the breath of a ghost. Tell me your sorrows. So Lewis continues, Shasta was a little reassured by the breath, so he told how he had never known his real father or mother and had been brought up sternly by the fishermen. And then he told the story of his escape and how they were chased by lions and forced to swim for their lives, and of all their dangers and Tashban, and about his night among the tombs and how the beasts howled at him out of the desert. And he told about the heat and the thirst of their desert journey and how they were almost at their goal when another lion chased them and wounded Aravis, and also how very long it was since he had had anything to eat. I do not call you unfortunate, said the large voice. Don't you think it was bad luck to meet so many lions, said Shasta. There was only one lion, said the voice. What on earth do you mean? I've just told you there were at least two the first night and there was only one. But he was swift of foot. How do you know? I was the lion. And as Shasta gaped with open mouth and said nothing, the voice continued. I was the lion who forced you to join with Aravis. I was the cat who comforted you among the houses of the dead. I was the lion who drove the jackals from you while you slept. I was the lion who gave the horses the new strength of fear for the last mile so that you should reach King Loon in time. And I was the lion you do not remember, who pushed the boat in which you lay, a child near death, so they came to shore where a man sat, wakeful at night, to receive you. Then it was you who wounded Aravis? It was I. But what for? Child, said the voice, I am telling you your story, not hers. I tell no one any story but his own. And I tell you that story to remind you that the Lord is near. Preacher, the Lord is near. And sometimes the Lord is near in ways that you never would have expected. Sometimes he is the cat in the tombs that comforts you. Sometimes he is that fierce lion who chases you but gives you that new fear so that you have the strength to continue on and to move faster. Sometimes he is the lion who chases away the jackals, although you hear them in the distance and they frighten you. The Lord is near. And preacher, the Lord is near to you. And that should give you great comfort as you preach. Thanks, Pat. 
Dr. Patricia Batten with this week's Preaching Points podcast. And thank you for listening. We want to remind you of how important you are. Your support over this last year has helped us to produce such podcasts as Preaching Points and other audio like our quarterly audio journal called Pulpit Talk. So thanks. And please join us next week as we share more insight on preaching God's Word effectively on Preaching Points. 